everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Anything But Normal, uh, where we talk about uncomfortable topics in a comfortable setting. Well, probably in your headphones or you're at the gym or in your car. Not sure, but let's Hopefully get cheeky. Not <laughs> Hopefully not really loudly, like in the car, like with all the kids in or <laughs> at the gym. Right. So um, who am I? I am Dr. G. I am a double board certified colon and rectal surgeon. Um, and so I'm here to uh, cover these topics with this asshole. Travis, introduce yourself. Uh, thank you. I'm I'm Travis, and it's true, I'm just some asshole. I'm none of those things. I'm not a doctor. I never went to medical school, but I'm a butt enthusiast. Um, I'm a big fan of the butt, and I'd like to learn a lot more for about it. So that's why I'm here, uh, and I I think you're the person to talk to about it. Yes, yes, I am. And we also have our first guest on the podcast today. This is Vanessa, and say hi, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, is here with us today because she has experience in working in a colorectal office and also has been on the other side as a patient. So um, so what is this podcast? We kind of just want to give you a little introduction today. Uh, our goals are to talk uh, about uncomfortable topics but bring humor to it um, and talk about what is normal, what's not normal. Uh, don't be embarrassed to come see a physician about things that are bothering you in that area. All butts are beautiful. Yes, they sure are. <laughs> and they, to me, all look the same. So just to say that if you come in and I look at your butt, I could not pick it out of a lineup tomorrow. So uh, just so you know that the physician is not judging you on uh, uh, your anus. Do your squats for yourself, not your doctor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we have a range of topics that we're going to cover um, from the anus, uh, the rectum, the colon. We're going to talk about both benign and malignant disease. Um, I and am curious though, you've just described a lot of school, like more school than I could handle and more school than probably most people do, and it sounds like even maybe more than some doctors do. What made you decide to focus on the butt, essentially? I think you were fast-tracked as well, weren't you? Yeah, I did a, um, I went to medical school pretty much straight from high school. I did a six-year program where I did undergrad and medical school at the same time. Uh, and so after that, you know, I did the five-year residency and then actually trained uh, a year in specializing in colon rectal surgery. Um, it's it's kind of funny that there, there's several reasons why I chose to be a colorectal surgeon. Uh, the One of the main reasons is that uh, it's kind of an embarrassing topic. You know, people come in, they 99% of the patients that see me don't want to be there. And they come in in pain and, and embarrassed and can't look me in the eye. And then by the end of the visit, I've, I've made them laugh usually within a few minutes and they feel comfortable with me. And then the fact that they feel comfortable that I can help them and oftentimes they feel better when they leave the office. Um, and or they so, feel relieved that it's not as everyone always thinks it's way worse than it actually is. And the thing about Dr. G is that she's done really well. I've seen it firsthand where her patients come in thinking the worst and she's not going to do something invasive unless absolutely necessary. Um, so a lot of them actually also leave relieved um, it's not a flatulence joke at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and so that's one of the things. Like, I can bring humor to it. Like, what other doctor can you go that can make butt jokes in the office and it actually makes you feel more comfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I can bring humor to it. It's very rewarding for me to be able to help these patients. Like, say a little old lady that hasn't been to church in 10 years because she's incontinent, and I she comes in, I do one little thing, and she can go to church again. Like, that's it just it just makes me feel good you know so and i feel like people should enjoy the job that they go to do and i i love going to work every day you know it also has really advancing technology um with robotics and now um i can actually remove the colon through the anus and so people can have uh, their entire colon removed with an a centimeter incision so it's actually pretty quite impressive how advanced colon and rectal surgery has has gotten and you know it's actually kind of funny that Whenever I went to medical school, my dad told me, he's like, you know, doctors, they, they really like to play golf. You know, now that you're in medical school, I think that you should get into golf. And I'm like, and so, you know, I just kind of laughed it off and, and I've never really been a golf player, but I, I called him and we had a conversation the other day and I'm like, dad, remember when you told me I used to play, I should really get into golf. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you know, what's funny is a specialty I chose. But when I used to say I wanted to get in 18 holes a day, this isn't exactly <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I, I feel like, um, it's more it, like 23. Yeah, yeah so that's probably a little <laughs> few more than that. You know, I, we kind of. 
tried to calculate the other day how many butts my finger has been um, in, and I think we came up with what, like 30,000 butts. 30,000 butts. And I always use the same finger. So you want to smell my finger, Vanessa? Uh, I've smelled it before. (laughs) I've smelled it a plenty of times. (laughs) It smells fine, everyone. Okay, I wear gloves and I wash my hands. So Uh, uh, I would place your profession like above dentists with like people probably being afraid to come in and for a visit you know like afraid. maybe no, yeah they like hover in front of the door i was telling you really like the patients kind of have to wait till nobody's looking to like touch the door to go in to see the colorectal surgeon because they don't want anyone to know like they're going to the, like the like the x-rated section of the movie like the video rental place I don't want anybody knowing I've got a butt. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It looks just like yours. Yeah. So, like, maybe you could uh, you could walk us through like what a visit is like because I've never been and you know hopefully I don't have to. But you know, yeah, should I ever? Forty-five. is the colonoscopy age. Yeah, right. we'll yeah. go. We'll go. We'll do a separate <laughs> episode on screening colonoscopy. But we we actually have lowered the age of screening um, because we've seen cancer in younger patients. So about two years ago, they lowered the screening age to age 45. Okay. All right. I still have a few years. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what, like, just for somebody coming in, maybe they've got, like, some issues, what is a visit like with Dr. G? Well, so actually, Vanessa, I'm, I might curve this to you for a second because <laughs> she sees the patients right when they walk in. And, you know, it's funny that sometimes she sees that they're embarrassed or how what their facial expressions are when they walk in the room and they see the anoscope thinking it's for them. Uh, and then also being on the patient side and, and just waiting to see a doctor because it's it is an embarrassing area for someone to look at yeah I would say it kind of varies um Dr. G does see a lot of different you know situations it's actually interesting how much is related to a colorectal surgeon um being that that specialty everybody just thinks but holes but it goes so much deeper than that Uh (laughs) (laughs) aha um a lot of the times, yeah, there's a lot of apprehension. Patients coming in, patients are either embarrassed or it's a husband being dragged in by his wife who is insisting upon a colonoscopy because, well, its insurance is covering it, so and we're paying for it, so why not use it? Um, and he doesn't want to be there at all. I've met with a plenty of disgruntled man and um, who's being dragged in had to be quite cheeky just to, you know, get him into the room. Dr. G is right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When they see the anoscope, which is basically the equivalent of what you would think a probe is next to a big pad of lubricant, they look at their wives and they're like, what the hell did you just get me into? You said we were coming here just to talk. Um, it's and that's and it, and that is what they're doing, but they don't know that you know every patient just has to have that set up in case she needs to do more or you know it's it's just the standard setup. Um, it is embarrassing. It is it's really hard, and sometimes people come in and they are looking for their last hope. They are not sure what's wrong with them, and they are just needing something. I think they just want verification that they don't have cancer. Yes, that too. Everything's cancer always. If you go down those rabbit holes on Google, it always (laughs) leads to cancer. Um, But, I mean, yes, Dr. G's right. I've also um, gotten into trouble because of how embarrassing it is. I actually had to wait. Uh, a week to nurse it on my own because I did have access to some colorectal things to try to take care of it and realizing that it's not something that you know I, I, I have t-rex arms my arms can only reach so far <laughs> <laughs> and, and, your, and your yoga skills may not right, bend you right. in the way to I'm look there I guess older, so you know I had to finally just bite the bullet and be like I think I need you to look at my butt <laughs> and she she definitely did say I can't believe you waited a week and I did I waited a week because I was going to try to address it on my own and it wasn't you know it was just something that was concerning in that area just it is it's concerning but because I do work uh, in that in that field I know what it can turn into and so you know if you prolong it treatment 
not being a doctor, not having, you know, the understanding of how to treat the issue, you can, you can turn it into something so much worse. <laughs> so, you know, I've had patients me. deal with problems for like years, 10 years. Some people have been pain with every bowel movement for 10 years because they're embarrassed to go see a physician. So it's just maybe this podcast hopefully will help someone uh, know when to go to the doctor and that it's okay to go to the doctor. Like, like I said, I won't, I won't be able to tell you from Adam tomorrow, you know? Um, but why don't, why don't we go over a little bit like what to expect for the exam? Like once you're in the exam room and say uh, you come in and you need an anal exam, like what, what to expect when you're in the exam room, I think to help people be more comfortable to, to show up to my office. Well, so. I feel like a lot of the questions are when they first call to schedule or to get some kind of information is, can she do something about it that day? And it varies. It's it's a it's a sensitive area and it, it it's a case by case basis. And I mean, I'll speak on it again. She's not gonna do anything unless absolutely necessary. If conservative treatment is the best option, um, she's gonna go that route. I've seen it and people actually leave loving the fact that all they have to do is, you know, change up their diet and, and apply, you know, some kind of topical cream versus, oh my God, I thought I was going to have to have terrible surgery. Yeah. Like they were, they, they come in thinking, you know, I'm going to like an exam room, like we have a full anesthesia in the back, <laughs> like ready to go. And she's not one of those stereotypical surgeons that just loves to get in there and yeah. cut them up. I mean, so we definitely let them know, like, we're just answering the phone. You actually got to bring that ass up in here. <laughs> <laughs> we can't diagnose you through the phone. So, so the patient comes back, goes into the exam room. Um, you know, just for the exam, there's a couple different positions that I would use for an exam. So most of the time, I actually have the patients kneel. So the, the chair, what would you say it looks like? It's like it bends. So there's a cushion that you kneel on, and when you lean forward, you're actually leaning over the table. Like so you're, you're gonna pray, and like then you're in church. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So mm -hmm. it's it's butt church. You're in colorectal <laughs> church. <laughs> you kneel. You lean forward over the table, and usually I just have patients lower their pants, and they cover themselves with like a really cheap paper sheet. Um, <laughs> a drape. No one's asking if they can take it home with them. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because sometimes I'll tell them to get in that position and I'll leave the room. So I'll be like, okay, here's what you do. I'll even sometimes show them. So I'll, I'll demonstrate. I'll you put, undress? I'll, no. <laughs> not that kind of doctor, doctor. <laughs> no, I do not undress, but I, t I kneel in the position and then I show them how to cover their backside. I say, just lower your pants. And you know what surprises me is I'll leave the room and I come back and they'll be butt naked, like no clothes on. And they'll be all the way up on the table on all fours, like in the, like in the downward dog position, <laughs> ready for the exam. And I'm just like... Am I unpunked? Like, <laughs> what What about kneel and lower your pants? Did you not understand? I mean, maybe they like waxed or something and they were like really proud. You know what I mean? Like I did all this work. Just trying to air it out. Yeah, I was trying to clean up this backyard and I just want to show it off. I do have patients that are like, I'm going to go clean myself for you in the bathroom. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times they'll come in and they'll be like, I need to go to the bathroom first. Like, okay. I mean, it's gonna be there if it's there like yeah. do you have like fancy bidets or anything in the office you're no. like somebody can really but give it the, a great idea mm -hmm. i feel like i should invest in those <laughs> yeah or just a water fountain or something with some privacy someone get in just somebody there holding a, a hose sure <laughs> our concierge I, I would like to defend the guy though that comes in and doesn't know what to do with the the sheet because i have had a similar situation where i I was, I found a lump on one of my testicles and I was, you know, very concerned about it. Um, don't ask how I found it. I was... You were touching it. I That's was, how you were, you were touching I, it. <laughs> like, I mean... I was, I was doing a, I was doing a you, very thorough home exam. Yeah, the only way should be you were touching it. Right. <laughs> That's, no, that's how true. you found out. That's true. I was taking some photos for insurance and I noticed a lump. No, and so I, the, the doctor, I don't think it was, the, it was like the, the nurse or physician's assistant or I, I didn't catch her name, um, but she gave me these very, like, uh, complex instructions, you know, disrobe, 
put the like one towel over my lap and then another over my stomach and then a third towel went, that went over the actual unit right so i was like i had no idea like it was very confusing you peel it back in a peekaboo like what yeah, no, it was like i was like dressing it up like a, you know like a, folding origami swans and like you know what i mean like i had no idea my what presentation was... yeah, exactly i was like like some kind of like i was in there peacocking or something and i i was like so i did it but then you sit there for what seems like forever right like i know the doctors are off doing like very important doctor things um but it it might have only been like two minutes, but it was like see, what seemed like forever. And so you have time to second guess yourself. You know what I mean? So you're sitting there with like this, this teepee, this homemade like teepee. Am I in the right position? Yeah. And like, is she going to come in and like, like, what is this? Like, perv? Is she going to see my dick? Yeah. Is she like, going to yes. be like, get out of here, you perv? Like, I will say sometimes when I would walk in and see him on all fours, up on the table naked, I'd, I'd have to hold back the laughter. Like, it almost slipped out, you know? <laughs> but you're right it's probably like 10 seconds but you felt like it was like 10 minutes well and you know it's it's not something you hear every day like okay this is like i'm gonna come in and look at your your butt and this is how this is the process so but uh i can imagine that you walk in and some there's some guy just like ass in the air you know what i mean like <laughs> check this out is this what you meant they're like playing their own what is it um what is it where you're you like, oh twister yes they're like playing twister on the exam table <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay well well once they get in the right position um then i i enter the room i make sure to tell them before i do anything so i'll i'll usually raise the bed up and then i'll turn on a little light that helps me see and then i'll tell them that i'm going to lift the sheet and that I'm going to touch. And, uh, and when I touch, I just spread and I look at the outside. So if someone would come in with, say, anal pain, okay, mm -hmm. so which actually is like one of the most common things that I see, I usually don't do anything else that will hurt them. And I tell them that. I'm saying, I'm not going to do anything that's hurt you. Usually I can tell but just by looking at the outside. So I'll spread and look. If I can tell what it is and it's causing pain, I say, okay, this is what it is. We're done. You know, and they're like, that's it? Oh my God! You're not gonna stick that thing in me. I'm like, no, like, like literally, there is no I just reason for me. clean myself for you. Yeah, do something. There is no reason for me to hurt you more, you know. Um, and so, if but if they if they're not having pain, then I do a digital rectal exam, which is where I usually use my index finger. I'd say the only time I use a different finger so is if I camera, need the finger to be longer. Digit, digital. Yes. It's because you're using your digits. My digits. Not because you're sticking anything up there. Correct. Electronic. A digital rectal <laughs> exam with my finger. Yes. And it's and actually that's a very important part of the exam. So if a patient comes in with bleeding or or they feel a mass or something, uh, their stool's changed. And, you know, it, it, the finger exam, it, I actually measure my finger because I like to know exactly if I feel something, how far up inside it is. And, you know, it's funny because when I was graduating from residency, um, they were making fun of the fact that I was becoming a colorectal surgeon and doing and finger exams. And we, so we were comparing our index fingers and my index finger was actually the longest out of everyone's. Although I will say that's a benefit of coming to see me as a female is that my, my hands and fingers are smaller than a man's. Sure. Um, but so my, my index finger is exactly eight centimeters long. And so when I stick it in, I'm like, oh, that's, that's about halfway. That's four centimeters or, you know, and, and so it's, you know, I don't know what other people do that don't know how long their fingers are, <laughs> you know, maybe they get a tattoo, a yeah. little, a little tattoo on the side saying this is five or six centimeters in size. Maybe um, you can do one for a diameter. That way you can just be like, look. <laughs> all I'm doing is this much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so finger length uh, is is important to know. I feel like from that from that or do you, or do you, I guess otherwise you just have to guess. Um, but so I do the finger exam, which actually should not be painful. So the so the finger exam, my my finger is probably smaller than your poop. So. Or at least if you're having normal poops, um, it, it's smaller than your poop. So it shouldn't hurt. It should just feel uncomfortable. And usually if you just wait a second before you jam your finger up in there, the muscle will, will relax and it will be less uncomfortable. So, Do you have a general like amount of lubricant that you use or are you just like A lot. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing worse than not enough lube. <laughs> Seriously. So Dr. G actually will have walk around um obviously she has to wear her lab coat and she does rounds and things like that and 
sometimes she forgets and sometimes random packets of lube are just falling out of her pockets <laughs> and I just have to pick them up behind her and I think I have some in my purse that I've picked up There's before. some in my car. So now I too have I have some in my, in my Jeep and I feel like when people get in they don't know what I do and they're like why does she have KY jelly in her <laughs> glove box? Oh you'll find out. <laughs> Weirdest... What's your best guess? <laughs> right. So after the finger exam there is the anoscope. So with the anoscope it's it's a little bit bigger than my finger it's uh, clear and it's got a little side cut out of it so that when I put it up inside you know I can actually see the tissue at the end and it kind of falls into the scope so I can see how big the hemorrhoids are or if I need to treat them I can do certain uh, office treatments uh, with the anoscope in but with yeah so the, the anoscopes inserted and I move it around a little bit and then I remove it and then that's the end and then, and then they wipe themselves. And we all, yeah. they, there's also um, um, wet wipes provided. Oh, nice. Jelly. It's a luxury yes. office. It's like a spa exactly. for your yeah. keister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should actually call it Dr. G's Anal Spa. <laughs> <laughs> Have soft music playing in the background. <laughs> we yeah. serve a cocktail on mm-hmm. exit. In your yoga poses. <laughs> <laughs> Right there's there's we already talked about colorectal yoga. You get a hot towel. <laughs> no, but that's the end of the exam, and then I have them get dressed before we talk about anything because I like them to be as comfortable as possible instead of like turning around trying to look at me while their butts up in the air. That's not exactly the best uh, position to absorb information. So right, yeah. right, yeah. But so why don't I mean, does this sound accurate to the exam? I think so. Um, I think a lot of the times patients more than anything have questions. So that time afterwards where she, you know, walks out and then allows them some time to, to, to get dressed and, and go back and they have a ton of questions. I feel like that's actually a great um, way to do it because you know, the uncomfortable parts over. So that leaves them opportunity to ask all of those questions that they were like, oh, do I ask? Do I not ask? I don't really want to address this, but it's like, she's been inside of me, so. <laughs> and I didn't even buy them dinner first. Yeah. I'm paying her. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, and then after that, you know, if it is something that requires surgery, then, you know, everything else gets discussed with the office staff and, um, I feel like a lot of the times I've noticed that um, a lot of the patients were that, especially the ones that came in a little disgruntled, they ended up wanting to stay and have conversations. Like It starts at the beginning, I feel. Once they open that door, it's kind of setting a precedence. And I always tell her, like, your office is your representation of you. Our only job is to make you look good. If we can get it in from the front end first and handle it right there, putting the patient at ease, then making I'll close them it sure. up with the back end. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> you're on the back end. Um, just kind of, you know, we we within a whole, just making sure that the patient is as comfortable as possible. And it's serious, but it's not that serious because everybody kind of goes through it. And there are some issues that are more serious, but. I've run into multiple patients that end up coming in nervous, worried, upset, hating to be there, and then having to be like, you gotta go. Like, we <laughs> we are so cute and so sweet and funny, and we're very cheeky, and yeah, we've done a lot of butt jokes back and forth, appreciate it, but we we gotta keep moving. Yeah. Um, and it, and it kind of starts, yeah, and then once they meet Dr. G, it's, it definitely puts them at ease. I remember the first Thank time, you. yeah, the first time I, I saw her put on a lab coat, it was like a legit superhero. And I was like, that's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, her, her coat kind of flew a little mm-hmm. bit in the wind. And I was like, I went from Batman. I'm basically Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, does this make you want to come get it? Uh, rectal exam. It kind of does, like just for the whole experience. Would you at least like feel more comfortable about it now, knowing what to expect? 
Oh, I would, but there's just so much. I have no idea what's going on down there. Like, I've never seen my own butt. I don't well, I don't own that many mirrors. Now's our time. You thought this was a podcast. Oh, no. Guess what? <laughs> we, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to do a live exam. <laughs> if you hear screaming, just, just... No origami needed, okay? Just drop your pants. You already have the show us. There's a test afterwards. You're going to show us what you learned. Oh, my God. This is, I, you're going to need a lot Assume the position. <laughs> No, this is actually like a big fear of mine, like that whole, the whole area down there. It, I, I do have a quick question. If, so what is like your jurisdiction? Like if somebody's having pain, like, like how do they know, would it be like, they would say, I've got pain from basically like crack to taint. That's your zone. Oh, okay. Or, or is it like you're having like, would you have like general pain and then you just make a, an appointment with like a general physician and then they would say like, okay, well this is not my area of expertise and this sent to you or I feel like in general most people go to their PCP first their mm-hmm. primary care physician yeah, um, they go to their primary care physician they get a referral and some people actually have to go to their primary care physician and get a referral Correct. to see me depending on what type of insurance they have I'm so happy to hear you say that now <laughs> now jurisdiction I do see pathology that's at kind of the top of the butt crack okay. and um, that's called pilonidal cyst and, and we can actually do a, probably an entire episode on that but anywhere from there to I say the, I guess if you want to call it a taint, um, but the perineum, which, um, in, in, you know, in front of there would be your genitals. And I, I try to steer clear. Uh, Most people those. do steer clear of my genitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there, there are some anal rectal problems that can involve both the genitals and the anus. Um, but most commonly, you know, that would be my, what you call jurisdiction, but I would include both butt cheeks in that because I would drain buttock abscesses. Okay. All right. And then, but that's not mm-hmm. the only area yeah. I work. I mean, I also treat colon. Sure. And sometimes small intestine, uh, the appendix, and, you know, uh, things up inside. But if you want to just specifically talk about, like, the anal rectal region, like, that's kind of my service area. What do you mostly see? Like, what do people come in for? Is there, like, because I'm picturing, like, a lot of, like, I've got hemorrhoids or I think I have hemorrhoids, but, like, what do most people come in for? So, actually, that's probably most people's complaint. Mm-hmm. So, when they walk through the door, their complaint is, my hemorrhoids are bothering me. But of the people that say, my hemorrhoids are bothering me, maybe less than half actually have an issue with their hemorrhoids. And Usually, it's something else. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why when they call on the phone and they're asking, is there something that can be done about my hemorrhoids that I'm coming in for? We obviously aren't the doctor, so we can't say yes. Also, we don't know what it is because we've seen that happen time and time again where somebody comes in and they're like, I have hemorrhoids and it's like a fissure or like, or there's whatever pain, they're like, oh, it's gotta be hemorrhoids. And it's really not. So we can't, we kind of just let them know depending on the severity of the situation, you know, she, these are your options if it is a hemorrhoids if a hemorrhoid uh, is what it is that she find her findings and the, these are your options, she will let you know which ones fit into that and then, you know, go from there if there's any, any further information that's required. But no, absolutely, everyone thinks they have hemorrhoids. Is it better to just call and go like, I'm having anal pain, it feels like a sharp pain, a dull pain, it's burning, in like inside, outside, is it better to just call with like general information rather than like your like, self-diagnosis or do you kind of go in do you kind of go into it like okay they told me hemorrhoids but like well actually um i'd rather them just make an appointment because i mean like i can't they're they're telling vanessa over the phone you know i have this this and this going on but like like she said like she can't diagnose them over the phone so they're not when they call to make an appointment they're not talking to me but i do i do telemedicine appointments but still even you know there are a couple times i'm surprised i will say 90% of the time, if someone comes in and they tell me their symptoms, I can usually diagnose them before I even ever do an exam. I could be like, this is what's wrong with you. It's not by the color of their hair or their eye color or their, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the type of pain they're having, whether it's sharp, dull, whatever, or even if if that's their symptom, if they're having bleeding, the type of bleeding, what color the blood is, you know, that the history is so important. And so I can almost always tell what's going on before I even do an exam. So, but the, not to say the exam isn't important, but yeah. So, so people that come in, the, probably the most common thing that I see is actually complaint is anal pain. And, you know, that can be a lot of different things. Um, But 
the second most common thing may be bleeding. The most common complaint is usually hemorrhoids, but their most common symptom is usually pain. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. What is the most common diagnosis then? Is, is it hemorrhoids or? I would say I diagnose anal fissure quite a bit. Okay. That may actually be paritis. more common than, than hemorrhoids. I see paritis a lot. Paritis, paritis is, is it, and that can vary too. You wouldn't I know remember. what paritis is probably. Uh, yeah. So, so paritis <laughs> is just a, a big fancy word for itchy anus. Monkey butt, adult oh, diaper rash. I've told I've, I've told Dr. G before. Like, there was a guy whose wife, um, he told us that he's talked to his wife about it or whatever, and then he came out with paritis, and it was because he had been like wiping too aggressively. And I was like, wait, paritis? And I was like, could you imagine going to the doctor and then using your insurance and then going back to your wife and telling her? that the reason why you had to pay towards your insurance was because you wiped your butt too hard. <laughs> Calm down, bro. Like, I could not have. He imagined. needs a bidet. <laughs> yeah, Would have been cheaper just to buy a bidet. <laughs> Some of them are like urban myths. Like, colonics, are they good, bad, indifferent? One, like, anecdote I heard was that John Wayne had 26 pounds of fecal matter in him when he died. Is that nor like is that normal? Do like people? I've care- never heard that. I when you told when you said that, I was like, what? Well, I heard he just ate like red meat, like not like a like nonstop. <laughs> so I didn't know like is I that a lot? Like, like this is like the biggest fucking just dumb thing. I don't know. Okay, I, I, it it could be like like an urban myth, like the Richard Gere thing. I think or it's the, an urban myth for okay. sure. Okay, you should ask about for sure. It. So what is like the so what is the amount like how much? I I know it probably depends on diet and like how many times you've been in a country buffet, but like. What is the amount of extra fecal matter we're all carrying around in our inside? I feel like everybody's different. So anywhere from like 3 to 20 bowel movements a week is normal. 3 to 20? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so you can go poop three times a day. That's a brag. Or you can go, <laughs> or you can go poop once every two or three days. And that's, and like that's normal for you. Too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it varies on your own weight what your body is like. I feel like how much fiber, how much water, how much exercise. And so those are the three most important things that really affect your bowel movements. So um, yeah, so any any of those numbers can be normal. So everyone may be carrying around a different amount of shit because everyone's colon may be of different length. So okay. your colon, I mean, just a, a rough estimate is usually about as long as you are tall. You know, That's not very tall. Vanessa's <laughs> colon's real short. <laughs> what, how tall are you? Four eleven and Four a half. <laughs> well, she's a little person with a little colon on there. Little colon. I have a petite colon. So. Yeah, because because your colon starts, you know, in your right lower side, um, and then it kind of goes all the way up to just underneath your rib cage, yeah. over to the other side, down, and then it does this little loop de loo and down to the rectum and out. But like some little some people's little loop de loo which is called the sigmoid colon can be like crazy long <laughs> it yeah so so like everyone's colon is a different length and if you imagine that like your colon's kind of full of poop and it just moves forward when you usually some people poop every time they eat you know it's like tells like when you eat your brain tells your colon move things forward and then it does and and you empty something but yeah everyone's colon's a different length so Okay. If I remove your entire colon, you would lose some weight, but I don't know how much. Right. Well, I I wouldn't want that. But I I was just more like thinking like as a weight loss, like I need to lose five pounds really quick. Get rid of the colon. You're like, hey, <laughs> so you're a wrestler like, and you're trying to make weight. You're exactly. going to go do a colonic to watch all the poop out to lose 28 pounds. Yeah. Like I did a, I did a, like a jujitsu tournament and I had to lose like seven pounds and I was like kind of freaking out about it. You know, I was doing the, get on the treadmill in a, with a sweater you know, until two in the morning, like dehydrating myself for probably like 15 hours. And I was like, what about like a colonic? If you got a colonic, does that like actually flush weight out or is it just like a, so I had no idea. Um, probably you know, the bowel prep would <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so, lose some weight. Yeah, but then so, you can't like have like turbo diarrhea, like if you're going to go do a tournament, right? I mean, yeah. you can at weigh-in. But... So the colonic, <laughs> so the colonic, I guess, would be more predictable. But with the colonics, you know, whether or not they're safe, you know, it's funny that we actually just had a text conversation. We kind of 
I'm in a group of 17 colorectal surgeons, and so we have a group text where if there's interesting cases or just things you want to run by your partners, which actually is great um, because we usually have a text conversation every day about different things, um, and we just kind of pull each other, like, what would you do in this situation? But um, we had someone text that they are, this year they've seen three colon perforations from colonics. Really? So, yeah. So and it's like the pressure? It, I have. I have never seen one, and I don't know, like, the details, to be honest, but I'd have to imagine that it was, like, you know, like, the pressure uh, in the colon. So maybe they have, like, an inner wall? Maybe potentially they had, like, diverticulosis or something Mm. where you have a thinner wall. But the people that that do, that, like, perform them, they're not, like, really doctors. They're just, like... No, they're, like, a a med spa professional. Yeah, Yeah, they're that person we were talking about, like, being the concierge hose holder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> that's <so>. that person. <laughs> I've heard about like coffee enemas, bleaching, too much time in the bathroom. Like, like bleaching your butthole? Yeah. That's just cosmetic. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's a service but, they're wanting to provide. <laughs> Vanessa suggests that we start doing it and yeah. start charging people to just bleach your anus. But you're, I, I mean, you're down there, right? But I, I mean, I guess I was also wondering about the positive negatives. Are there any benefits? And then have you, like, are there any horror stories that you might be entertaining? I could only imagine that bleach is horrifically traumatic to your anus. Uh, applying the wrong soap can cause severe oh, yeah. inflammation. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine bleach there? Like yeah. it just, I there there is no medical benefit to bleaching your anus. It's all cosmetic. So end of story there. Um, were you thinking about doing it? No, no. I, I mean, well, I I feel like me bleaching my butthole would be like putting really nice tires on a crappy car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a drag queen that says you can find your perfect um, your perfect nude shade by color matching your butthole. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know that's a, a huge concern of yours, Travis. You're trying to color match. Well, that's why I've got like this beard going, so the carpet matches the drapes. <laughs> but the carpet Cohesive. matches the ba- yeah. The carpet matches the backyard. <laughs> then I was also wondering about. I mean, the other topics are like too much bathroom time, the squatty potty, and, and there's a, there's no medical benefit that I know of of coffee enemas, and there's also there's no. Uh, randomized controlled trials i'm sure on coffee enemas but what was your other question on and then he asked about the squatty potty which when i first started working for her i was like can we get squatty potty can we get sponsored (laughs) that's a great idea right that's a really good idea honestly yeah so that so i feel like we could talk about a lot of things that mean we can be sponsored, you know, if we recommend them on the podcast. Yeah. Poopery. Like that poopery. That pill you could take and they would make uh, your poop glittery. <laughs> Which if you're like, if you're in I that, you're like. I feel like he's fucking with us. No, no, no. I, it's, I, <laughs> well, we have the. It's so, like a gag gift, I think. Oh, I never like, checked my poop after we drank those. Oh, no. So we made right. cocktails the other day with glitter in them. So there's like a, oh. what was it, Vanessa? It's it's cocktail glitter. It's like it's not like Goldschlager it's or like something ed- like that. No, <laughs> it was like edible glitter. Okay. So and I was like, man, we should have checked our poops. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we didn't. But no, I'm but interested the, the about this glittery stuff. poop. Yeah, yeah, it's I I think it's a gag gift, but like I'm sure I mean I would I, I would do, try it. I, would I feel like he's let's just do, gonna like let's do a trial. We'll all take one, yeah. and then we'll monitor our poops and we'll report back. I thought everyone. we were just gonna have Travis do it, and then he's gonna be like, okay, I got it. And yeah. then he's just gonna be Travis like mushing glitter gonna... into his poop, <laughs> like craft glitter. <laughs> and he's like, it's gonna like, reform the, the poop. He's gonna like send pictures of like drawings. <laughs> oh man, that's what we have to do. We have to have poops and take pictures of our poops for 10 days in a row after we eat the glitter i can't do it i always it's i'm embarrassed to say but i always look but i'm always like i'm not i don't need to show this off so you don't look when you wipe no i do look when i wipe that's the only thing you need to look at right so you you don't need to i mean i can tell like what's coming out i can tell what's coming out i'm like okay that's that's normal. No, I mean like, just to look at the glitter. Oh, I mean just, the, oh. just for glitter purposes. For science, I'll do it for science. <laughs> do you guys ever have the ghost poops? Yeah, you're you, like, you go to you wipe poop? and you're like... No, you... Well, no, that's, that's how it should be. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, but when no. you poop and you turn sick. around and there's nothing in the toilet... Like the toilet ate it. Yes. Yeah, that's that happened to me. I'm like, I swear I just pooped. Where yeah. did it go? Oh man, I have so many memorable poops over the years. <laughs> have you had one that you just wanted to take a picture of because it was so long? Yes. 
<clears throat> yes, but I I can't because I'm just like. I think. Well, I was gonna say I think that's like a guy thing, right? Yeah, like Taking a big pictures? size. Like, like, like actual pictures like and send it to your friends. No, I've never done that because one, I don't. I feel like anything I take a picture of is going to end up on the cloud and then like Steve Jobs is going to haunt me or something like that. <laughs> or like I'll get on some, some FBI watch list. Yes, because you're taking pictures of who. Yeah. Do, do you ever watch the, uh, How I Met Your Mother? Mm-hmm. The, there's an episode where they go to the bathroom and if they poop, they send each one of the friends the letter of which the, the shape their poop is. I don't So like if their poop looks like a J or if their poop looks like a D, they like send that letter to everyone and then everyone knows they pooped. No, you didn't see that episode. Why do I not remember no, I this? Remember that, I don't remember that episode. I think yeah, they're I like just... at the bar, and he goes to the bathroom at the bar, and he sends them. A, I forget what letter it is, but they're like. Is it Barney? Uh, they were talking. No, uh, Ted. Ted goes poop, and I think he sends a text out. Man, I could have this all wrong. I couldn't imagine Ted being. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Picture. Person. Yeah, I feel like he would be like, "That's not cool, yeah, guys." Yeah, like he'd be like. No, I feel like he was definitely involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Marshall, Marshall would have to be the one yeah. to like start it off. I think Marshall like, got the text. I don't know. Uh, now I gotta. I'm gonna YouTube this and I'll report back. But I'm pretty sure that it was Ted that pooped. We should. We'll have a viewing party and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Just poop related. Poop related episodes videos. only. Yeah. Do you know how many things are actually colorectal related on TV, and like film and movies? It wasn't until until I started working for her. I was like, everything's colorectal related. Everything and it's not just like easy poop bathroom humor. Like dumb and Dumber, like when he's just like r- rocket diarrhea. No, not that. <laughs> okay. But like, there's there's so many references to like colorectal issues or like um, actual things, and I'm like I'm like sitting there diagnosing the the person. I'm like, that's that's a colorectal issue. That person has diverticulitis, and it's like, not it. It's so funny because from now on, it's like when you buy a car. And like everywhere you go, once you buy it, that's the only car you see. You yes. see millions of. It's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe it's just for me. Travis, <laughs> you're gonna start noticing butts everywhere. I, I've been noticing butts for a while now. Like I've been, yeah. But now I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna pay special attention to, like, uh, everything. I'm gonna be like, what is that pain? You know, because I I'll, I spend a lot of time on airplanes sitting down, you know, and I'll be like, oh, what is that pain? You know what I mean? And I'll have like occasionally like some pain but now i'm going to be like probably pretty freaked out about it when when should you start getting freaked out when it comes to pain yeah like how long can you sit with with some pain before you so so first of all i was thinking you know if you do start having pain we could do like a telemedicine visit where you just like bend over and you back up towards the camera and you're like hey dr g what do you see here mine i would have to have lance hold the phone for me I see you just like trying to back up to the camera. Anyways, it's yeah. funny because with COVID, with, I mean, we had to go mostly to telemedicine visits. Oh, and so I'm no. like, how in the hell am I going to do anal rectal visits over video? Did you actually have people like, okay, put your phone on the floor. <laughs> just I feel like actually that I didn't think about that option. You know, like to squat down with the phone on the floor. I was thinking like prop your phone up against the wall, move towards it, spread your cheeks. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how I was going to explain this to people, but no, no, I didn't do that. Um, but the answer to that is for people who weren't able to make it into the office is the um, the particular uh, EMR system, which is the medical records and stuff like that for their paperwork, actually allows her patients to be able to send pictures through that so that she can view whatever obviously not exam type things but it's follow-up visits where they couldn't make it in or if it wasn't you know um a good idea for them to come out because of covid because they were still quarantining so if they did have any questions or issues they still had the ability to you know reach out to her and send her those pictures without you know any hipaa violations or um worrying about you know well i need to be seen but i don't want to die yeah (laughs) so to answer that question, that's, but no, not not live. Okay, <laughs> so you were just, we, I just picture you like at dinner, like just getting like the most horrific text messages. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, you know, is that what it was, or is it like through a certain? Was it like through a certain app or something? It's an app. It's, an, okay. it's like a HIPAA protected app. Yeah. yeah, and it automatically will load into the patient's chart. So unless she actually, it's not like she's like, you have asshole. It's, <laughs> it's like she yeah. actually has to log into the EMR system that access the patient's chart and then it 
it's there she's able to view it okay so i just know like when i send pictures of my butthole to people it is not well received so it's, it's good to know that you're you're open to that i am open to it all right i love you, butthole you, pics you're gonna want to block me then <laughs> send me your selfie <laughs> what could we call it if it's an anal selfie send me your belfie Be- yeah that's good i don't like it or maybe it's like <laughs> a version of the dick of the dick pic or something like that like the I just think of like cheesing but that's not really butt related what's cheesing i tell patients so it's funny because oh, okay. we, were, we were doing colonoscopies the other day and i was talking to a patient as she was going to sleep and she's like are you gonna take a video and i was like no but i'm gonna take pictures and she goes okay and i was like you get a copy of the pictures to so make sure you smile i go say cheeks <laughs> <laughs> that's cute yeah, we started laughing. it's pretty funny she's <laughs> like pats <laughs> i will say just be careful like it's it's funny because I tell patients I'm like as they're going to sleep I'm like this is where we're gonna ask you where the money's hidden and then they're like going to sleep and they're like shit I'm not gonna tell you when I got when I got my wisdom teeth taken out it was the first time I'd ever been like knocked out ever and it was like it was amazing like I don't even really take aspirin or anything like that so I woke up I was like really out of it I had no idea I was going on. I was just like on a like a bench in a room you know what I mean and the doctor the doctor came and he's like you know he had his like the other nurses, the dentist, is a dentist nurse? Dental or, assistant. Dental assistant, yeah. Um, anyway, so they were like all standing around, and like, so, you know, how are you feeling, whatever. And I was like, I feel really good, but why are my pants on backwards? And like, everybody laughed with the doctor. So I feel like dentists could like inherit your sense of humor. <laughs> I was like, thing. I got so offended because he didn't laugh. Like, I was like, you're a terrible doc. I mean, you did great on my mouth, but you're a terrible person, sir. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I would have laughed. I totally would have laughed. I appreciate it. Yeah, but I guess for me it wouldn't be that surprising maybe if their pants were on backwards. Right. Sure, right. Uh, Dr. G was there. <laughs> I'm going to start writing that on. No. Dr. G was here. You can do it in their underwear. When people write their names, you can just start yeah. tagging up their underwear. Like when you sign somebody's cast, mm-hmm. right? Like you just sign their underwear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, did we think of a selfie name for the anus? No, I got stuck in his joke. I really like say cheeks. Yeah, say cheeks is cute. But I don't know, yeah, like, instead of saying, send me a butt pic, say, just send, say cheeks or something like that. (laughs) Say cheeks. Cheeks. Add that into your, um, your telemed visits. (laughs) Cheek pics. Cheek pics. There it is. Cheek pics. Yeah. That's good. You did it. Okay, so for the end of the episode, I thought it'd be fun to do a little game. For our game, we're going to come up with synonyms for the word anus. Okay, so Travis, I'm going to have you go first. Okay, I feel like I'm really out of my league here because you guys work with assholes all day. But I'm going to start with a classic, just asshole. Okay, Vanessa, you're up. Oh, gosh, life is going to... Back door. That's actually one of the favorite terms of my boyfriend. Okay, okay. Wow. Arsehole. International. Yeah. (laughs) Regional. Uh, Cornhole, for those of you like Beavis and Butthead fans. (laughs) Right. That's what I thought too. I was like, I am, what is it? I am Cornholio. Yeah. Right? Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. (laughs) That's my next one. Bunghole. I thought it it was banghole, but that's not correct. It's bung. Bunghole. Uh, balloon nut. That's one of my favorites. That's a really good word. Uh, old Dirt Road. It's a little <laughs> gross, but... Isn't that a song down that old dirt road? Is that yeah. what that that's, song yeah, is about? Yeah, it's a country song. Is that right? what it's about? What is it? No. Take my, take my I, horse to the old dirt road. I don't think he's I talking about his anus. Gotta take my horse to the old dirt road. Oh, it's Old Town Road. Old Town yes. Road. We're doing the explicit version. We there'd be a, a there'd probably be a porn video with it. <laughs> probably, if not, we you know we can copyright that. <laughs> uh, Hershey Highway. Oh, classic. Chocolate starfish. Whoa. <laughs> uh, pooper. That's like maybe one you know for the kids. Yeah, for the kids that's out there. O ring. Isn't that like? Isn't that like what they put on, like for stimulation, on on the penis? 
I think that's a cock ring. Well, but isn't that also it's cock? I mean, not that I know. A, <laughs> it's a cock ring. We'll have a an O ring. Shop yeah, on but Etsy. I mean, it is. It's a it's a ring. That looks like an O. Yeah, it's like, like a. It's like a it's, yes, in fact, it is something that goes around a cock. <laughs> I think this is my favorite of the day: leather Cheerio. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I got a rusty bullet hole, which I don't know what that means. But like, if you say it, I know exactly what you're saying. You like visualize <laughs> right? it. It's one of those things where you can say it, and you're like, oh, okay, I can see how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like you can kind of refer to a penis as anything. Like, hey, nice fence roll, and like you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> nice what? Fence roll. Fence roll. Yeah, I just made it up in my head. That's I- really good. But you know what? I think you could say anything is if a penis is out, like you could say anything and just in context, you'd go like, oh, okay, you mean right, that. Right. That's what I was saying. I was like, you could call it a fence roll and people would know what you're talking about. Yeah. So you're up. Okay. <laughs> fence roll. Um, fence roll. No? Okay. <laughs> a prison purse. I guess it could kind of look like a fence roll. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rolled up. Prison yeah. purse. That's a good one. Yeah, like a colon. You know, yeah. I have some funny stories about that. The, I don't know if I want to go the into fence them. Hole? No, prison purse. I feel like, like I feel. Get a whole episode out of like. Yeah. That kind of is that true? I feel like, well, I guess it isn't just gender like specific because then. No, it could because be, females can put, yeah, use right, it as yeah, their purse and hide well. stuff up in right. there. Right. That's what well, it's talking about. I think I didn't really understand the context. Uh, like what okay, the purse no. was holding. No, the purse is holding <laughs> items that they're sneaking, I think. Like, like, yeah, we've done finger exams before patients brought in from jail and we find like a, uh, like a flash drive or like a a zip disk. Where are they going to stick the flash drive? Like it's, it's like how they sneak porn in a jail. Do they have computers? Like, I I mean, they have access to computers. Huh. Do you yeah. think they'll listen to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're telling their secrets. Oh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Poop, sh- poop shoot. Nice. A, a classic. And this next one, I got to give credit to my son. If you ever listen to this, uh, it, Brownie Launcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's nutty. You can have nuts in your brownies. <laughs> That's a personal question. <laughs> um... I don't like this one. Shitbox. Oh. Jeez. Uh, puckered brown eye. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, and my last one is uh, chocolate socket, which, you know, gross. Like, I feel like it's actually what the... Uh... It's a socket of chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kind of like eye socket, but... I'm going to change mine up. Uh, brown flower. Okay. Something oh, nice and right. Okay. Yeah. I do like that one, yeah. though. I think you should say that, too. R- wrinkled penny. Wrinkled penny. <laughs> that sounds like a medical condition. <laughs> right? Yes. That's just that's, wrong. That's something that's like... No. <laughs> you see that? Like, you can't... In case you couldn't visualize it, Travis, this yeah. is... <laughs> Okay, last but not least, turd cutter. I feel like that's extremely accurate. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll tune in next time.